Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. Talk, talk, talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Man, I'll tell you what. This is, what an exciting day. What I love when there's actual stuff to talk about. Sometimes, you know, just, you're sitting here scratching my, my head, and by head I mean my butt, going, what are we going to talk about? But today... Holy cow, Donald Trump on a whirlwind this morning, firing people and hiring people and people that got fired didn't know they were fired except that they followed Donald Trump on Twitter and that's how they found out. Imagine if you found out you were fired because your boss tweeted, hey, I wish this person well. I mean, I wouldn't put it past my boss, except I don't think he's on Twitter. If he is, nobody follows him. Uh, but, but the fact of the matter is Rex Tillerson, he's gone today. As far as Rex Tillerson is concerned, I very much appreciate his commitment and his service, and I wish him well. He's a good man. That's Donald Trump getting on the uh, Marine uh, Marine Corps One to or Marine One, I guess, to go to Air Force One to go to California, which is someplace I thought he'd never want to go. But apparently, there's border walls there that he has to check out, and there's some money in Hollywood that he's going to go get so that he can run again uh, in 2020. And but the report, you know, they keep hounding him, and they're like, Rex Tillerson, why did you fire him? Blah blah blah. Rex and I have been talking about this for a long time uh, we we got along actually quite well but we disagreed on things now it may have been some of those white lies that hope hicks was talking about <laughs> you know every now and then you need to tell a couple of white lies like I liked Rex Tillerson, or I got along with Rex Tillerson, but uh, Rex Tillerson, I, I'll be shocked with you. I, I'll be shocked. I'll be honest with you. I was shocked this morning to find out that Rex Tillerson was still the Secretary of State. I totally forgot that he didn't get fired months ago. I always thought he was going to get fired or he was going to quit. Uh, then, you know, the other day he got sick. I thought, oh my God, maybe Donald Trump actually just poisoned him. Instead of firing, but but now uh, he's out officially. Mike Pompeo will be the new Secretary of uh, of the of State and the CIA. Get this, man! I'll tell you what. I don't care what anybody says. Donald Trump loves women, and I'm not talking about Stormy Daniels type love. I mean, loves working with women and loves putting women in positions of power because he truly respects uh, women in the workforce. I mean, really, probably more so than any modern-day president we've had. He's put more women in high-ranking positions of power. He's elevated to incredibly important roles in the U.S. government so many women who've done an amazing job. Ivanka Trump, okay, it's his daughter, so there's a little bit of a little bit of fairs in there. Hope Hicks, who recently, you know, had to leave for whatever reason. Kellyanne Conway, been there since the, before the campaign. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, press secretary, Christian Nielsen at Homeland Security. That's an important job. Elaine Chow, secretary of transportation, Betsy DeVos, Nikki Haley. 
uh, from South Carolina, Linda McMahon, Madeline Westerhout. It goes to Mercedes Schlapp, which is a very fun name to say. Omarosa, probably, <laughs> maybe, maybe not one of. Maybe not one of his best shows, but, you know, she was there for a little while. And now Gina Haspel in charge of the CIA. It's an incredible list by any uh, stretch of the imagination. And Donald Trump has truly proven that he has one of the most diverse cabinets in history. And for everybody who calls Donald Trump a misogynist and a racist and all that, Donald Trump truly does not see color. He does not see uh, sex. He does not see religious differences at all. He doesn't care. The only thing he cares about is, are you going to do the job? And will you be loyal? It, Brian Kilmeade, uh, you, the guy who's on before me, he was here a couple of months ago for uh, he was selling books or something. But we did an event with him, and somebody asked him about Donald Trump. And he said, look, I know the guy. He's from New York. He's interviewed him. They went for that long walk down this, that awkward, bizarre walk down the street where he interviewed him, and they were talking and eating hot dogs or pretzels or something. It was weird. But one of the things he said was Donald Trump literally – does not care what you look like, how old you are, what color you are, if you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're a Sikh, if you're a Hindu, if you're Jewish. Does it doesn't care if you don't. All he cares about is, are you going to work hard and do the job that I hire you to do? Will you succeed? And if that's the case, then by all means, you get the job. But if you don't do it or if you're disloyal or if you, you know, stink at life, you're out. You're out. And that's one of the reasons why uh, Rex Tillerson is now gone. But, you know, the 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 timer, the uh, you know, the the domino effect that's happening here with Rex Tillerson out, you get Mike Pompeo at the CIA to come in. Then what do they do? They Donald Trump says, hey, we should just make the, the deputy uh, CIA director. We should just a woman named Gina Haspel. We should make her the director of the CIA. And this is historic because she's the first female director of the CIA. And I don't know if you know this because I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I haven't heard anybody in the media mention it. But it's Women's History Month, and we have a woman doing something historic. It's Women's History Month. And Donald Trump made the historic decision to place a woman in charge of the highest intelligence agency in the world. I mean, this is not, a, this is not an easy job. The CIA, it is one of the most powerful agencies in any government, in any country. They dig up more skeletons than Indiana Jones. This is the reason that our country is as secure as it is, because you have people going out there doing things that, you know, a lot of people could never do, would never do, are appalled to hear, are getting done. But they do it so that we can remain secure, so that we can have information, so that we can remain at the forefront and become that that superpower and remain that superpower that we've always been. And now you have you have this woman who's really well regarded. Time magazine already did a piece on her because, you know, that's how they roll. Uh, Gina Haspel, a long career at the CIA. Who is she? Who is Gina Haspel? Well, most recently, Haspel has been deputy director under Mike Pompeo, but she has worked at the CIA since 1985. Think about this. Here's a woman who's worked at the CIA since 1985. That is over 30 years. That is so many different presidents. That is, what is that? Lady Reagan was president. Ronald Reagan was president when she started at the CIA, and she's still there. She spent, uh, she's had numerous leadership positions at, at the CIA, spent much of her career undercover. She was deeply involved in the agency's torture program. In 2002, she ran, get this, the agency's black site prison in Thailand, where she oversaw the waterboarding of detainees. 
this is not, you know, this is not like your mama's best friend. This is not your your third grade history teacher. This is a woman who oversaw saw the the extraction of information by any means necessary of political prisoners and terrorists in Thailand in 2002, a year after 9-11. I mean, this lady... I wouldn't want to mess with her is all I'm saying. Uh, the What happens? Let's see. Uh, Gina Haspel says Time Magazine has been controversial but also praised. Her role in the interrogation program caused controversy on the Hill, but she is well regarded within the agency and praised by many of her intelligence colleagues. James Clapper, former directory of national Intel- director of national intelligence under Barack Obama, said he was very pleased with the pick of Gina Haspel to be deputy and that she is widely and deeply respected by the workforce. Former CIA director Michael Hyden, a, she's a wonderful choice for deputy. She has dignity, professionalism and honor. This is an incredible set of moves, not just one, not just getting Rex Tillerson out of there. A guy who, quite frankly, I can't pinpoint one uh, policy uh, initiative that he's had success with. I can't. I can't pick. You know, tell me to list all of Rex Tillerson's successes. I really, you know, getting out of Africa alive is probably the biggest one so far. Uh, but now you've got a guy like Mike Pompeo, former director of the CIA, in charge of the State Department. Why is this important? Well, number one, we're about to sit down with North Korea. And I think that it's important when you're going into a when you're going to a very tense, very important, uh, very, very, you know, delicate situation where you are having one on one talks, a summit, if you will, with someone like Kim Jong Un. You can't have a puppet like Rex Tillerson there. You've got to have somebody who's strong, who knows what's going on. And I think this is a direct move to show North Korea that you not only have Donald Trump, who means business, but now we're putting the director of the CIA in direct contact with you. We're putting him in charge of negotiations. This meeting with North Korea has to go perfectly. And for that, you have to have a secretary of state that the president has 100 percent confidence in. And who would Donald Trump have more confidence in than the guy that he put in charge of the CIA? And then on top of all that, you have no problem. You have no problem elevating Gina Haspel to role of director of the CIA because she's been there for 30 years. And she knows legitimately every single secret of of this country and probably every other country. She knows who really killed John F. Kennedy. She knows uh, how many aliens landed and are being kept at Area 51. She knows, uh, you know, who's a crisis actor and who's not. She knows every single uh, thing the the Pelican brief, she knows all about that. Any and anything that Alex Jones talks about, she knows the truth. Gina Haspel knows every secret of this country, and now she's in charge of keeping them and also finding new ones. It's an incredible series of hirings and firings that just happened this morning, and it really sets the stage for extreme success on the international front. It's it's setting the stage. Donald Trump now uh, here at home domestically has had a lot of headway, has had a lot of success. Now the Kim Jong-un meeting is coming to the forefront. And now he's like, all right, we're going to go out. We're going to put our A team in charge and we're going to we're going to make some international changes now for the that are going to benefit everybody. 
It's pretty cool. Uh, and coming up in just a minute, uh, Jamie Dupree has a timeline that I'm going to get into. And then we're going to check in with our Washington correspondent, Dory Scheimer. That's all next on the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. By the way, I was reading uh, Jamie Dupree's blog at uh, WOKV.com, and I forgot that Rex Tillerson allegedly called Donald Trump a moron. Remember that? Uh, he, uh, let me read here. There were stories that he had labeled Mr. Trump a moron, and on more than one occasion, the president seemed to be conducting foreign policy without Tillerson's direct involvement. I mean, you can't really call your boss a moron and expect to not get fired. Here's another thing. Here, another, there's all these tweets coming out, and uh, Josh Laterman uh, from the AP writes, We got off the plane with Tillerson less than four hours ago. There was zero indication on flight home that this was imminent. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I feel like this has been imminent for about a year now, hasn't it? I almost feel like ever since uh, Tillerson was chosen as Secretary of State, he was on his way out. I mean, he was one of the originals. You know, and, and, and when you go back and forth with your boss that much and you're calling your boss a moron and, you know, you, your boss is making, I mean, this whole North Korea thing, that was the big problem was North Korea, the whole Kim Jong-un meeting, the whole announcement that they made the other day, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Rex Tillerson knew nothing of it. He had no involvement in that. He knew nothing about it. He was in Africa at the time. Then he got sick. Then he said he had to come home and now, uh, he's fired. So I feel like, if your boss makes one of the large, if you're the if you're the director of international diplomacy, and your boss just ignores you and goes ahead and makes a deal with probably one of the biggest tyrants and one of the biggest threats in the entire world to sit down and talk about denuclearization, which could be one of the most amazing diplomatic success stories in the history of the country, and you don't know anything about it because you're puking in Africa. I feel like you should think maybe your job's not that secure. Uh, call me crazy. Maybe I'm just paranoid. But if it were me, I would have been sending out resumes from, you know, from uh, from Zimbabwe or wherever, wherever the hell he is. I'd be looking for a, for, a, for a FedEx Kinkos. And I'd be like, hey, I need to make some copies. And I need to I need to fax these out uh, ASAP because I don't even know if I'm flying back uh, to it. I don't I guess they waited till he landed. That way they didn't have to that way they didn't have to like stop the plane and force him to get off because he was no longer a, a government employee. But now you've got Mike Pompeo, who Republicans are really excited about. This is how you know. This is how you know Mike Pompeo is a great choice to be secretary of state because Republicans are excited about it and the Democrats are not. And if the Democrats were excited at all, if there was one Democrat saying this is a great move, then we would be like, uh oh, what the hell's going on now? But all the Democrats are just totally annoyed with Mike Pompeo as Secretary of State. So I, I have to think that this is this is nothing but a plus. This is going to be huge as we head again into these North Korea talks. Uh, what else? Jamie Dupree's got some more information. He's pulled some more tweets. Um, Oh, here we go. John Garamendi, who's a Democrat from California, said the chaos in Washington continues unabated. What will be next? So uh, so go and take a if you're interested in the timeline, interested, interested to hear what's going on, uh, then go ahead and read Jamie Dupree's blog. It's on uh, WOKV dot com. We're going to now Washington, of course, is there's always what you hear from both sides. And then there's the truth. And we have a, a bureau in Washington. We're going to try to get to the bottom of what's exactly going on, not just with Rex Tillerson, but with some other big moves. You know, the. Um, the GOP committee uh, declared there was no Russian collusion, and yet the uh, the special prosecutor continues to investigate. Also, we've got this special election in Pennsylvania, which is very important uh, today. Uh, that that that's apparently the it, you know it could it's still a toss up. 
if you believe the polls. And then uh, there's some other news we have to get to the bottom of as well. We're going to check in with Dory Scheimer from our Washington Bureau. That's coming up here in just minutes. So don't go anywhere. I mean, you got minutes. So if you have to go to the bathroom or you want to get, like, another cup of coffee. In fact, I'm going to do both of those things. Uh, but we'll be back. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. New breed of talk. talk, talk you talk, can't talk, stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. <laughs> that's so. That's so much pressure. My voice is your voice. Great. Now you're going to make me slow down. Uh, what's up, everyone? This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark I appreciate you being here. And what an exciting day to be listening to this show. Because you've got all this tumult in Washington, you've got a special election in Pennsylvania, you've got, uh, I'm sure, Donald Trump on his way to California to inspect border walls, and God knows what's going to happen when he lands there. I mean, I don't know. I think this is his first time in California since he's been elected, and he's had nothing but horrible things to say about the people that live there and lead the, the state. Uh, he's getting battled back and forth over sanctuary cities and the border wall. There's like 40 lawsuits from California representatives alone uh, aimed at Donald Trump in the White House. So a really busy day. And because we're not in Washington, uh, we called somebody who is. Dory Scheimer joins us from our Washington Bureau. She works very closely with Jamie Dupree. Uh, Dory, thanks for being here. Can you hear me? Are you there? Hey, Mark. I'm here. Oh, good. Dory, I've been, uh, I've been, going, I've been scouring your Twitter, which is always <laughs> fascinating, because not only do I learn a lot about Washington and Pennsylvania, but also about the Bachelor finale. Uh, <laughs> which I imagine you're, you're still pretty torn up about. Very diverse interests, Mark. Yeah. Uh, all right. Real quick, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about. Well, you know, why don't we start with the Pennsylvania election because you're from that. You're from Pennsylvania 18. Is that right? I am. So this is like my political Super Bowl, which to have a special election, um, all eyes from Washington on it has been really exciting, and uh, a lot of people back home excited about this election, too. uh, Speaking of people back home, you wrote uh, one of your tweets as a voter I know in PA 18 voted for Obama, then Romney, then Clinton and Murphy the past three cycles voted for Lamb absentee. This district kind of wild. Is that? (laughs) I I feel that's pretty. I mean, in Pennsylvania, nobody's going to tell them what to do based on political party. They're just going to do what they want to do. Is that kind of the consensus? Pretty much. Um, Yes. So this district um, is being painted by the national media as you know, solidly Republican. President Trump did win there by 20 points in 2016. But I think the interesting there's a lot of interesting dynamics there. First of all, a Democrat has not run for this congressional seat in about a decade, Hmm. uh, not a real viable candidate. So there are Democrats in this district. uh, Voter registrations has the district split almost 50 50. So Democrats here haven't had a choice in a long time. And we know from other parts of the country that a lot of uh, Rust Belt Democrats did vote for President Trump. So what we're seeing here is that uh, in some cases it may be hard for President Trump and Republicans to translate the enthusiasm and support for him to other Republicans. Especially when you have such a good-looking Democratic candidate, too. I mean, I imagine that's got to – this guy's like 12, and he's running against a Republican who's like, you know, 57. So that's got to play into it. That's that whole Kennedy yeah. effect, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a solid candidate, and, and Republicans, 
here in Washington will tell you that, that it's been a much more challenging race than they were anticipating. And I think what we're learning is, especially with Donald Trump, is that solidly red or solidly blue, is there's no such thing anymore. There's no such thing anymore. I mean, there's very maybe West Virginia is probably the only state mm-hmm. that's solidly red anymore. And California is the only state that's solidly blue. But a lot of those. I mean, outlines- you would have thought we would say that about Alabama. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, yeah. And I and your phone's crapping out on me, too, so we're going to probably let you go here in a minute. But real quick, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Washington this morning with this news of Rex Tillerson. We're hearing from Tillerson's people and from the Department of State that basically they had no idea that this was coming down. Is that the, is that the consensus? Um, yeah, the AP just reporting that the State Department saying that Tillerson only learned of his termination when he read President Trump's tweet on Tuesday. Uh, State Department officials saying that he received a call from John Kelly, the chief of staff at the White House on Friday, but was only told, quote, there might be a president presidential tweet that would concern him. Huh. So pretty remarkable circumstances to find out that you're being fired by the president of the United States. Yeah, on Twitter. Have you ever been fired via a tweet? I have not. I have not. Oh, I've yeah. never been fired. But oh, you've never been fired? Oh, well, touch you. Aren't you just like the best person at what you do in the world? <laughs> I am so young. I, that's true. You have plenty of time to get fired. In your, I got fired once via press release. I didn't find out about it until I read a press release that uh, oh, that's somebody was coming to take my job. Yeah, it was very. It was in Washington too, so you just can't trust anybody in that town. No, Except of course you, Dory. We appreciate you being here, <laughs> and uh, I'll give our best to uh, everyone up there in in DC and uh, and to Jamie Dupree as well. So I mean, here you go. You've got Rex Till. It's a true story, by the way. I was really. I I read a uh, press release in the afternoon that a guy from Florida was coming to D.C. to take my job. And that's how I actually ended up in Florida. So we basically just swapped, probably passed each other on 95 as we were switching jobs. And it's never exciting to learn that you're fired from a place other than your actual boss. But what, uh, when you work for Donald Trump, I mean, I imagine you have to – it's not all like we see on The Apprentice. It's not all like where they call you into a boardroom and they make you defend yourself and throw somebody else under the bus. It's not like cabinet meetings or, you know, Donald Trump sitting at the desk and he's saying, who's to blame here? Who's to blame for this? And then they all just, you know, turn on each other like uh, like a bunch of, you know, hungry animals. And then one person it, it gets fired. No, with Donald Trump, he could be sitting at breakfast and he decides, you know what? I want to make a change. I'm going to tweet out this uh, pink slip. And that's basically and that's basically uh, what you get. However, as the consensus being in the Republican side, at least, that you have a strong leadership, uh, strong leadership now, not only at the Department of State, but at the CIA. And that's the most important thing. Now, back to Pennsylvania real quick. So this Pennsylvania 18 election, uh, you've got and again, you've got the media reporting. And when the media reports something, they're always you always kind of have to look at it through the eyes of the media. And you have to say, all right, what's really happening here? It's it's a it's a thin line. It's, you know, Donald Trump coming in to save this candidate who seems to be embattled. But, you know, when you look at the election, Donald Trump, again, was way behind Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump was never supposed to win in Pennsylvania. It's only been a year and a half, too. Uh, So I don't know that Donald Trump's, you know, the, the glamour and the glory that Donald Trump brings to the to the table. I don't imagine that is worn off. Especially, as Dory pointed out, in such a red county. Now, is there such a thing as red county? Well, okay, Duval's pretty red. I'll give you that. 
Duval, as you had St. John's County, that's pretty red too. But the fact of the matter is, you could have a candidate come in and flip it pretty easily if it were the right candidate. So this is definitely something uh, that we're going to be watching all day today. And rest assured, the news about this is it. And they're not going to they're not going to pinpoint it on the candidate at all. What they're going to do is, of course, they're going to blame the party. And who's the head of the party currently? Well, it's the president. So uh, what happens is if the Democrats win in Pennsylvania 18, it's going to be, yay, Democrats, Donald Trump uh, is destroying the Republican Party and taking the entire GOP down with him. And if the Republicans win, well, you probably aren't going to hear anything except, well, it's a traditionally a red county. So let's move on. to It's like what happened in Atlanta. When everyone was all excited about the special election in Atlanta and, oh, look at this young 35-year-old guy who's never run for office is going to come in and sweep it. And he lost, I mean, in a, in a, in a, in a landslide and he never heard about him ever again. Uh, so those are the two things that are going to happen tomorrow morning. Now, in the meantime, Donald Trump, as we said, is off to California, which, which should – I mean, I'm shocked that we haven't already heard about riots. I'm shocked that there haven't been, you know, smoke bombs and people getting punched and, uh, you know, what, what Antifa and all the statues being toppled. I'm surprised people aren't going crazy already, even though he's just in the air. Hasn't even stopped. But his, his plan is, number one, to go to San Diego to look at the border wall samples. You know, how, like when you get carpet in your house, they bring samples. The guy he has like a big uh, it's like it looks like a book, really. And there's 14 different shades and textures of carpet. And you have to you know take off your shoes. and You have to walk on them and see which one really feels good in front of your in between your toes. And every now and then he'll say, look, this is a stain master carpet. Now pour coffee on it or spray it with ketchup and then hose it right off. And look, it's totally clean. This thing cleans itself. Well, Donald Trump is doing that only instead of carpet samples. He's going to look at uh, large samples of a wall to keep illegal immigrants out of uh, out of the country. And there's, I think, 10 of them. There may be eight or 10 of them. But it's really an interesting sight to see. You have these eight pieces of wall, each one a different color, each one a different design. Some of them taller than others. Some of them slanted at the top. Some of them have like tubes, circular tubes at the top, which I imagine are great at keeping people from crawling over. Because imagine trying to grab a cylinder. There's no place to hold on to it. So he's going to go look at them, and he's going to talk to his advisors, and he's going to look at, you know, he'll probably take his shoes off and walk on them to see which ones are softer. Maybe they'll throw some maybe they'll, they'll throw some uh, spray paint on them and then wipe it off to show like they're graffiti-free. So nobody can nobody can come up here and write, you know, F you, Trump, and take your wall with you or whatever. Uh, but that's going to that's gonna happen today, and then he's going to make a decision, I guess, on which sample he likes best. And then uh, and then he'll come in and, you know, sooner or later we'll have a wall. Uh, that's all on the way today. <laughs> like I said, we'll be watching all those stories very carefully. This is the Mark K Show. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. We'll be right back on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show, and my name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, 340 1045 is the number 340-1045, and we have an exciting day. Lots of Trump news today. First of all, Donald Trump uh, fired Rex Tillerson, if you haven't heard. Then he elevated Mike Pompeo to Secretary of State. And uh, then, of course, uh, that left a big opening at the uh, at the CIA, which you can't have a big opening at the CIA. It's very important that that's fully staffed. So Gina Haspel, the deputy CIA director, is now the CIA director. A historic move for women uh, during Women's History Month, which is great. Donald Trump then jumped on a helicopter to go to a plane uh, to go to California, where he's going to be looking at border wall samples. And Michael from Fleming Island just called in. He had to go. But he, he just wanted to point out, wow, isn't it ironic that Trump's going to California looking for samples of a border wall? It's a state that doesn't even really support it or want it. 
And I don't think it's as irony as much as it is totally pre-planned in your face, you know, slappage. It's kind of like when your neighbors beat on the ceiling because your music's too loud. And so you crank the music up even louder. You know what? That's the kind of that's the kind of move it is. It's like, hey, where can we put these samples of border walls? Should we put them in Texas? We could do that. But I feel like we should I feel like we should put them right in California. So not only can they see that we're serious about a border wall, but they can see all the different varieties of border wall that there are uh, to choose from. And then now this is the most interesting part to me is that he's going to go to Beverly Hills later for a fundraiser, a fundraiser, because don't forget, there are a lot of Democrats in California, but there are also Republicans. It's the most populated state in the entire country. And a lot of it is rural. There's a lot of there's a lot of rural land. There's a lot of farms. There's a lot of cowboys. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know, people that live in smaller towns. Lots of blue collar jobs. You can't have all those movie studios. They're supported by a lot of blue collar workers who want tax breaks, who don't want, uh, you know, illegal immigrants coming in and taking their jobs, who don't want to get killed by terrorists. All these people that support things that Donald Trump is fighting for. So you got a lot of people uh, in the state who are who are bright red. Um, now, however, in Hollywood, those people have to really keep a low profile. And that's where Donald Trump's going in the heart of the beast. He's going right into the heart of the beast to steal their money. He's going to break into the vault of Tinseltown and try to get as much cash as possible so that he can run against whoever they throw up against him in 2020. And that's what's really exciting. And I don't know who's left in Hollywood, but I would like to say, I would like to feel that uh, that you've got do what Clint Eastwood and James Woods, and you've got a bunch of other people who are who are rich and powerful and Republican and in Hollywood. I want them to go there, and I want them to sit down with Donald Trump and write a big fat check, and I want them to get him as much money as possible. I hope that the that the Hollywood Republicans, whoever they are, uh, you know, there there there's only a handful of Angelina Jolie's dad. What's his name? Uh, John Voight. Uh, all of them get together and in this instance show everybody that Hollywood isn't just a bunch of 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 liberal uh, you know misogynists who are who are just there to make a lot of money and sexually harass women. That's not what that's not what Hollywood's all about. That there are hardworking Americans who still support American values and the president of the United States and are willing to stand up and raise their hands and most importantly their checkbooks and uh, and show the rest of the country that California. You know what? If if Pennsylvania 18 is is purple enough that the Democrats could win it, then California should be purple enough that the Republicans can win it too. And I'll be honest with you, if there's anyone that could do it, it's probably the guy flying there right now. Uh, we're going to follow that story. We're going to follow the rest of the stories. We're going to follow this election all day long. I guarantee that you're going to be hearing about uh, election returns anywhere you anywhere you go today. And especially if you keep it locked right here on News 104.5 WOKV. The news is next. Rush Limbaugh is next. My name is Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show. I'll see you tomorrow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.